Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening and welcome to Cowboy Wisdom Radio. And I'm Rob Wilson with Cowboy Wisdom Visionary Vitality. I'm a hypnotherapist and NLP practitioner, published author. But tonight we're going to enrich and enlighten your life with Mandy Evans. Mandy's a speaker, writer, coach, and a seminar leader. Mandy teaches people to break out of limiting beliefs that block happiness and success. Each of Mandy's books, Traveling Free, How to Recover from the Past by Changing Your Beliefs and Emotional Options, serves as a workshop as a workshop in a book so that everyone can clear the self-defeating beliefs that behold them that hold them back. Mandy is a contributing author to four of Joe Vitale's books, including The Attractor Factor and The Key. Mandy is the director of Options Learning Experiences, founder of Yes You Can Press, and the originator of Breakout Coaching. Since earning a group counselor certificate at New York's Training Institute, group relations, ongoing workshops known as GROW, Mandy has taught courses across the country and in Europe. Her coaching clients include best-selling authors, award-winning directors, a gold medal Olympic coach, a talk show host, and people from all walks of life who want to break out to, to greater happiness and success. And as a member of the faculty of Michelle, a Michael Neal Super Coach Academy from 2009 through 2012, Mandy trained and seasoned life coaches to lead their clients to for breakout results. She conducted a training for Joe Vitale's Miracle Coaches in Austin, Texas, spoke about making peace with the past at the Betty Ford Center in Rancho Mirage, California, and shared how to accept miracles and attracting miracles seminar in San Diego. She has presented a breakout weekend and breakout training in Palm Springs, California. So without any further ado, I want to bring on the, the astute and very lovely Mindy Evans, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I think that's everything I've ever done in my whole life. <laughs> it's wonderful to be here with you and your guests. And also, I want to thank all the listeners for here. And Mandy's, uh, Mandy's website is mandyevans.com, and the call-in number to talk to Mandy is 718-305-6548. Now we're gonna, I've got to ask this question. How is the world living limiting beliefs every day today, do you feel? Well, as we go through life, every single one of us form conclusions and um, beliefs about what's happening and what it means, and then we live by them. Only we don't always get it right, and there's so much more that we don't know than we do know. So if we just live by all the conclusions we've come to, you know, whether it was on the playground when we were seven years old or when our feelings were badly hurt or even when tragedy or trauma has come into our lives, when we live by those beliefs, we can't, we can't possibly see the vast array of opportunities and wonders <clears throat> that are available to all of us. So my life's work has been fortunately fascinating to me 
and hopefully helpful to the people I've worked with and written books for, and it's to help you find the beliefs you live by that aren't true that limit you. Because I'm convinced that the truth can never limit you. The truth will always set us free. The truth is always beautiful, although it can be hard to face sometimes. Uh, So that's been my life work, and that's kind of my view of an area of life that doesn't get looked at a lot, but has such an impact on my life and the lives of everyone I've ever met. And, you know... And something I really start to understand myself, but you know, when you watch the media and you watch all the stuff that's going on, and all they really preach and really present is limiting beliefs. Do you feel that, Mandy? I do, and especially the fondness for beliefs about conflict and punishment, as if the only choices in life were to have a war. Every time you, every time you know, we think of a new vision the media kind of pushes a war against the old one instead of just reaching for the new one. Yeah, it's incredibly limiting, especially since most media follows the slogan, if it bleeds, it leads. Years ago, I heard Buckminster Fuller, who um, created the geodesic dome and was a visionary. He, He died quite a few years ago. But he said... It was startling to hear. He said, everything in the media is a lie, and everybody kind of gasped. And he said, it's because what they say is important is not important. And it's true in our day-to-day lives, the things that impact our lives. And, you know, I, I live out here in the desert, and it's 110 today. And there are three year-round gardeners working out in that sun and not only do they touch my heart with that courage, but they make my surroundings beautiful all day, every day. And I've never heard anything in the media about that. You know, the people who every day enrich our lives with their kindness and friendliness and openness. So, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> you know, if you follow the media, you're going to get a really, really limited view of what's available to us uh, on planet Earth. Yeah, and Mandy, you really hinted at something in there. How is it that the world has to be taught peace, knows war, but never has understood peace and the prosperity in peace? It's so mysterious to me. uh, I've never been able to understand how, how, how governments convince people to go kill people they don't know i've just it's vastly mysterious to me and i see children learn it from i don't know where they learn it i know i know we learn kind of basically as humans to reach for what we want i was just spent time with my four-year-old grandchild and she can get pretty ferocious about her turn on the swing but Beyond that, I, I I don't know. It's totally mysterious to me. Peace seems like such a natural state. And uh, I, I love the whole song, I ain't going to study war no more. I'm, I'm all for just studying peace. You know, the thing is, is we have a war college. We have no peace college. That's absolutely true. 
Absolutely true. In fact, this is kind of bizarre. My stepfather worked at the Navy War College, and he taught a course in cross-cultural relations, which you would think, you know, would contribute something to the hope for peace, and they called it the Kuth course. So, you know, even even at the War College, they kind of made fun of uh, a course there to help us understand different cultures and hopefully learn to get along with them. It's interesting that you brought that up. I haven't heard, uh, I haven't thought of that for ages. He died long ago. But if you look, the world to me is very selfish in the way we look because they don't realize there's enough funness for everybody. So how did your book and your coaching actually open people up to understand when they expand in wisdom and and energize their talent, they can actually have the money, the wealth, the success, and the happiness. How does your courses open them up to that? Well, I'm really, really lucky as an author and a writer because I wrote my books after a couple of decades of teaching seminars and looking to see what worked and what didn't work. And I'm not an expert on any kind of truth but I'm pretty darn good at helping people become their own belief detectives. So my books, um, Emotional Options, uh, about is a book about happiness and the beliefs that block happiness, and Traveling Free is a recovery book, and they come uh, from those workshops, and they offer the very best of the material that came from the workshops. So that people can uh, look into their own lives and discover the hidden beliefs that we live by. Because where do you ever hear about it? I, I, I was 30 before I even knew, you know, that there was such a thing as a belief that limited me and ruled my life. So the books tell people how to become their own belief detective and find the beliefs that they live by that are not true that block happiness and success, and then unravel them. And they also uh, have exercises to help people learn how to trust your own desire as a sense of direction, so different from attachment. And then recently, I'm very excited to be teaching courses at um, Entheos Life Academy. It's the Academy for Optimal Living, and there's a lot of information about it on my website in a link. And I've done three video courses, which were brand new to me. I mean, that's the kind of thing I did. There's so many opportunities available that we don't even know about. I had no idea that that avenue for teaching was available to me until I got a call and an invitation. But um, that's a long intro to the answer of... I uh, just did a video on how to prosper from the inside out. And it was a very new experience for me. And it involved my really looking at my own life and sharing things about myself that I had not shared about a very hard time when I was divorced, single parent, you know, the feisty eight-year-old, living in a partially converted commercial chicken coop in the Catskill Mountains on a friend's farm and trying to keep a wood stove going all night long. 
And, you know, Rob, I had no concept of prosperity. I had no desire for prosperity because I had no consciousness that it was an issue or it was available. I was just trying to make it through the night. And that's been very much in my mind and my heart lately, how many people uh, among us are just trying to make it through the night because they don't know that there's anything else available. They they don't even know to want anything else. So that's been my mission. That's why I'm so happy to accept your invitation to be on your show and share the possibilities and some of the how-to with your listeners. There's no, There's no aspect of your life in which there isn't more available than you and I are aware of. So my work you is know, to just help. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm going to say, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mandy, but here's the thing. I understand this. If the world, you know, I know about as much as taking a thimble full of water out of the ocean. You know, that's me about too. how much I really know with all the wisdom that's out there for me to to uh, expand through. Me too. Me too. So much more available than we could even imagine. And I think the trick is to be open to it. That, you just, you know, if, if everybody would just take that word right there, everything would happen in a certain dance, wouldn't it? I think so. We'd sure learn some new steps. Yes, we would. We'd be doing the tango and the waltz. Yep. <laughs> now, Mandy, here's something. How is school... You know, I looked at this, and I really, when you was talking about the the poverty, how have we, to me, let me ask this. I want to make sure. The 1930s, we have never expanded out of the 1930s. We still have that mindset through school, teaching, and society, because when something happens, they bring up the 30s. And, you know, the rece- what a recession to me is, and, and an economic slowdown is, is we're unwilling to let go of what we know and expand into new. How do you feel about that? I think that's probably true. It sounds right on to me. I have a list on my website of 50 beliefs about money that are actual things people have said in coaching sessions and seminars. And some of them are so common, uh, you know, that we all know them, like – the belief that I don't deserve to be wealthy or I don't deserve to even have enough. and But then some of them are really unusual. But I think some of the most powerful and limiting ones are the beliefs in scarcity. Somehow that if if I have enough, I'm taking it away from someone else. Or the the corollary that in order for me to have enough, I have to take some away from you. And it's just not true. There's plenty enough to go around. And there's no need for me to take anything from you that you don't want to give me. Uh, But you're right. That's such a common belief that there's not enough and that we have to fight and scrabble and knock each other over in, in order to have enough to survive. And, you know, we're, we're kind of, I'm chuckling at the absurdity of it, but the consequences throughout the planet are tragic and, um, you know, can be really overwhelming if you look 
at what happens in the world because of that belief that there's not enough and that I might have to kill you and your family to get enough. And, you know, to me, man, uh, Mandy, that's been ingrained in us since the beginning of time. But here's the question. How does the internal wealth mirror the physical wealth? Hmm, what a wonderful question. Uh, well, I think they're kind of... I'm thinking about this brand new, so... Um, I think they're complementary in that <clears throat> internal wealth to me represents the experience of having enough and extra to give. You know, that sense of well-being and happiness and um, lack of shame and lack of fear and and just that rich sense of well-being of ah this is enough and not only that i have extra to share and when you feel that way i think it's a whole lot easier to be curious about and find out about and learn about outer wealth and how to have it and how to manage it and how to share it and how to inspire others one of the sweetest things I ever saw was a Rolls Royce that had a license plate that said, Wish One for You Too. It was W-S-H and the numeral one and four and the letter U and the, the numeral two. And I don't even really want a Rolls Royce, but just the idea that if each one of us, when we reach that stage of having enough and some to share, if we would just wish it for everyone else and be willing to give everyone else a hand in in how to have that be real, oh, what a paradise, what a paradise on earth this would be. And I don't see any reason why it couldn't happen. You know, that's why I do what I do. It seems possible. You know, I grew up in a family that was really kind of poverty, really poverty. They come out of the 30s and they were. But how are people actually willing to look at wealthy people as adversaries rather than teachers because the wealthy people teach if you listen. Do you feel that? I do. I do. And, of course, there are some wealthy people who are unscrupulous and greedy and mean, just as there are poor people who are. I mean, you know, there are people who are all kinds of different ways. But the greatest generosity uh, in the world comes from wealthy people because they have the most to give. You know, a poor person who can be really, really generous and bless every poor person who is, and most poor people I know are generous, but there's, you can't give that much if you don't have that much. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I, one of the things in my prosperity class, um, they go on a format of 10 big ideas, and one of the ten big ideas is avoid contempt of wealth because so many people are contemptuous of wealth and it's almost impossible to attract something you have contempt for. 
And uh, it, somebody, oh, go, go ahead, Cindy. Some somebody recently said to me, but what if you want to be kind of a minimalist in life? And and I myself am sort of a mediumist. I I don't want to have great great wealth because uh, I just kind of like it the way it is, having enough and some to share. And well, I probably have more than enough and plenty to share would be more accurate. Um, but. You, anybody can attain great wealth and share it all. You don't have to become a miser and count it every day. Think of how much you could give away if you still want to live a simple life. Play the game. Play the abundance game of uh, how much are you willing to be uh, responsible for and how much are you willing to circulate uh, of the vast um, amount of of money and goodness and wealth and prosperity that's available, again, to all of us. You know, I had a really dear friend, excuse me, who was a widow with 12 kids, and I taught her how to read. Well, we taught taught her how to read. It was an experiment together, an adventure. And one day she said, I tell my kids, her name was Mary Gail Weller, she said, I always tell my kids, no, Gail Well is not going to ever get nowhere in this world. And I was shocked, and it took, um, took me a minute to dare to intercede in that belief. And because, uh, you know, I could think, well, it's none of my business, but I loved her, and I loved her kids. And so I said, you know, Mary, you might not want to tell them that. And she said, why? And I said, it might not have to be true. And Rob, I wish I could show you the look on her face. She said, oh, I never thought of that. And you know, I doubt if she ever said that to her kids again, because she began to realize that things were possible for them and that they could get somewhere on this life. And not only that, she did too. You know, she learned how to read and she got her first job in her 50s. And she bought her own house. It was a funny little house, but it was her own house. And it was warm, and it was uh, the rain didn't come in, and it was hers. So, yeah, that's an example of the power of belief in, you know, in scarcity and limit that just isn't true. You know, she had lived by it her whole life, and it was never true. This is a question I have, uh, that comes to me just now. How does the media actually teach poverty and the school system to you? I don't really. I think I think they just teach it by sharing what each person in the school system believes, and all of those people if they're anything like me, grew up without an opportunity to look and see if it was really true, you know, what they were believing. And we just propagate it. We just we share what seems true to us, and the, the children that learn it don't have any reason to doubt it. You know, I, I kind of doubt that it's a big plot or anything. I, I just think we've all grown up coming to conclude it's as if we never learned that germs cause disease you know and so we learned that and we started washing our hands and then my mission is to teach that what we believe 
has a lot to do with what happens to us. And it's important to look and what do I what wash our beliefs, you know, check check out our belief system and see which ones are true. And if we have great faith in scarcity, I invite, you know, anyone who has to really look around uh at the opportunities that are that might be available to them if you're open and looking for them rather than focusing solely on how can I get through, how can I pay my bills. No. And, focus and you know that's something, and that's something we've really been taught of just focusing on what we have pay out rather than what we can. Like I had a friend on. We don't learn the time value of money. Do you feel that, Mandy? I do. I think that's absolutely true. Definitely, and we don't no. learn. We don't learn the wonder of being generous with it. And 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 that's very true. And what would happen, Mandy, if we started at the first grade and started teaching prosperity to kids? What would happen to this world in the, over the next generation, do you feel? Oh, I would love to see it. You know, I made it well into my 30s without ever asking myself what would be ideal. You know, if you could just pull it out of the clear blue sky – what would be your ideal financial um, situation? You know, the definition of thriving is to prosper and thrive. Um, so, yeah, I, what would it be like if, if all little kids started thinking about what would you like it to be like, you know, financially in your world? And how would you like to thrive and and always have enough to meet your own needs and extra to give away, maybe even lots to give away. I would love to see it. I'm on uh, Amazon.com. It's www.amazon.com forward slash Mandy hyphen Evans. I'm on her Amazon page, and you can see her book, Traveling Free, How to... I can't read that small writing. <laughs> oh, how to... How re- to, how to re- go ahead. How to Recover from the Past by Changing Your Beliefs. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I was very... And Emotional op- Options, a Handbook for Happiness, Emotional emotional Options, How to Use the Option Method. And here is something that really, that comes to me when I was reading it. How are people really unwilling to see the optional, me- the optimal, me- uh, the emotional options in their life? I just don't think we know to look for them or to look at them. I don't think we're aware of how our feelings come to be. You know, there there's some that are built in that are just healthy, like the fight-or-flight response to danger and awareness of wrongdoing. But the ones that are chronic, that people suffer from, like chronic anger or abiding fear, those all are belief-driven, and they're driven by beliefs that aren't true. And I don't think people – I mean, that's right. why I wrote the book, because people don't know that they have any choice in how they feel. And you do have a choice, but it will be governed by what you believe. You won't act against your own belief system. 
you know, you'll always do what you believe is best for you. It's just what you believe might not be true. Now, here comes the question I have to ask you, Mandy. How would people, you said it at the beginning, the word trust. How is it when you expand out of your beliefs and trust your abilities to mo- in the moment, how does that expand your life and really open up the self-confidence, do you feel? Well, I think it helps you to keep learning because if you could trust that you're always doing your best, but here's the tricky part, and are willing to correct your course when new information becomes available, <laughs> <laughs> that's the tricky part. Then you could keep learning and expanding. And what else is there? I mean, what's better than that? There's nothing. But how are we unwilling? You said it. You said the word. I don't use the word change. I only use the word expand because Mm -hmm. it's easier for me. Yeah. But how are we afraid to expand and listen to that unsettling little voice that tells you to go away? to go a path you've never been on before. How does that stop people? Well, one thing you have to be willing to do, and this is definitely not taught in school, you have to be willing to be totally confused. And most people fight like tooth and nail to avoid confusion. But if you're going to move from, like you said, the thimble full of knowledge that we have to maybe a tablespoonful or a quarter of a cup someday, uh, you got to go through confusion. There's no way around it. You, you have to only only confusion will lead you from something you believe that's not true to a new truth that you're just becoming aware of and a new understanding. So if you're willing to go through confusion and you're willing to be open. You know, you might get a lot out of my books, and I'm sure you'll get a lot out of listening to this show over and over and the the questions that you ask and the things we consider. And that's the best I got to offer. Now comes the question. You you opened up the confusion. That's what I say. If you're unwilling to confuse, you're not enthused about life. Yeah, they seem to go hand in hand. Yeah. But, I mean, how is confusion the infusion of imagination to you, Mandy? I don't know. Tell me your thoughts on it. The confusion. If you're willing to be confused, you're willing to infuse an imagination to find a new way because you've entered into the subconscious and you took the conscious mind out of it and you actually start using subconscious stimulation to move forward. Wonderful. Uh, Absolutely. You know, you can't learn something new without going into the unknown. I mean, how could that be? So, yeah, yeah, got to be willing to to be confused and to move into um, not understanding in order to gain greater understanding. You know, Mandy, I'll share something with you. I took the word mind because mind, because every time you try, all a confusion does is take the memory out of the situation. Do you feel that? All that confusion does is take the memory out of the situation. It sure does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and 
Go ahead. And puts you in uncharted territory. And ain't that where the wealth is? Yeah. Well, that's where everything new is, you know, everything new and wondrous and and every expansion. Yeah, that's where it is. Mandy, I think we could have a 10-hour radio show and not even touch the same subject twice. And we might have, but I think we've just about used up all our time. We have, but Mandy, uh, I want to make sure I do this. Mandy, the website is MandyEvans.com, but something I want to point out to all the listeners that are listening, if you go to MandyEvans.com, you're going to see something down there about how to prosper from the inside out, and there's a, there's a URL there to click on. And I'm going to have Mandy back, but there's a sincerity and an honesty and an integrity in Mandy's voice if he was listening to expand your life. And it's coming from, I call it the heart gut, because it's coming from the internal. Thank you, Rob. It's coming from the heart and the gut at the same time. And I want to thank thank you for that, Mandy. Thank you, sir. It's really been a pleasure talking with you and exploring these ideas. I hope they'll be useful. And if Mandy chooses, we'll have her back here in a couple months and we can continue the confusion talk. There we go. (laughs) And thank you, Mandy, and all the listeners. And I'm going to say goodnight, and we'll be here next Tuesday night again. And thank you and goodnight. Goodnight.